I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. National Democrats uh, are also holding some meetings, uh, some coming up here shortly, uh, messaging summit next week to bolster their communication strategy going into this year's 2022 midterm elections. And while the economy is the number one issue for a lot of voters right now, sources are telling news outlets, some of my sources are saying it's uh, not the Democrats' main focus. Uh, So do they know something that we don't know? What is that? Uh, Is it time for them to make a pivot in terms of focus and messaging for 2022? To help us break all of that down, we turn to our inside source and good friend of the show, Scott Howell, uh, who's the founder and CEO of Howell Consulting, former Utah State Senator, and uh, just one of the all-around good guys in our community. Scott, thanks for joining us today. Oh, boy, thank you very much for the invitation. I really appreciate it. It's always wonderful to be on uh, your show. Well, as we look at the Democrat strategy rolling into the the midterm, I thought it was interesting. Uh, They've announced uh, what they're calling a family conversation and full day messaging summit uh, coming up here on February the 10th. I I think that's a nice way to to say that. We we know some of those family conversations can be intense, uh, whether it's Republican, Democrat or just your own house. Uh, As you look forward to that, uh, what are the things that you're hearing and what are the things that you are hoping uh, come out of that meeting? Well, it's uh, it's a family, and uh, just like any family, there's probably a little feuding that would be going on. But I think what they'll be concentrating on is pulling things back to the center. I think we learned a great lesson on Build Back America, where we uh, we didn't do a good job of inclusion and collaborating. And I think when we look at the president's um, uh, his foibles that's happened, I think that was one that might have caught him off guard. And I think it goes to the fact that one lesson when I learned that I learned when I was in politics is that I always voted my conscience, uh, excuse me, my the Constitution, the, my conscience, and my constituents. I always thought if I knew the Constitution and my conscience was there and people voted for me, the constituents would be happy with what I did. And this lesson, I think, goes to Senator Manchin and, and Kristen, uh, um, gosh, Kristen Sullivan, yeah, uh, who voted against the Build Back America. And I'm so grateful that they took that and were able to speak their own mind and own wisdom. And this goes to the point that as elected officials, you don't – the party platform is great. But, boy, I'll bet you in the whole three terms I served – I looked at that party platform maybe once or twice, and it's not the Bible of what you should do as an American elected official. It's important, but I think the three C's really rule over that. And I think that's where you'll see with the Democrats, uh, with Joe and Kristen, that they did the right thing. And now I, I take that analogy to Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzer. You know, why would they be picked on? And it's like this whole thing of democracy. Why couldn't they have the ability to speak their own mind? 
Why is this oath so sacred that they can't move and they can't have the opportunity? I'll tell you what, Liz Cheney and I probably disagree on a lot of things. But I'll tell you what, one thing that I agree with her is that she spoke the truth. And I think that's the same thing with Adam. So I think the Democrats are learning a big lesson from this. Mm. I think that they're learning that what we have to do as a party is truly get out there and take credit for the economic recovery and growth due to the uh, Democratic-sponsored initiatives. You know, we know that there were 467,000 jobs created uh, yesterday. The report came out today. We knew there was an additional 700,000 that were uh, unaccounted for in November, December's total. So I think he needs to do that. And then the Democrats, they should be talking about going on the stump to take specific popular components of the Build Back Better plan directly to the voters, explain why they need congressional support by the Democrats. But it's collaboration. I thought Mitt was, was so eloquent in the piece that he wrote. Hey, Joe, you never called us. You never met with us. And I hope, Joe, the president got the message. You've got to collaborate. And as you know, boy, that's the only way we really get good legislation yeah. done. Yeah. It, and it, I, 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 oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, one thing that they have to do is hammer home in a very gentle way that while the Democrats plan on a, a given issues in this uh, uh, thus and such, there's no Republican plan on particular, practically anything. And that goes back to uh, uh, Obamacare. I mean, it goes back to the economy. And, and I think that they, it, it just, it, what they need to do in a professional way, in a collaborative way, not in a contentious way, right. not in a mean way. And this kind of leads to what's going on in our country right now, Boyd. Um, you know, I've seen my, some of my family members and some good friends who absolutely cannot understand why I can't support Donald Trump 100%. And, you know, now I'm the enemy. And when I think about democracy, sure, there's a lot of different people I voted for. I supported Republicans even when I was in office. There was one specific time and people came after me and said, how can you support that Republican? I said, because he's the best guy running. Mm. And I want quality leaders. Yeah. But I think what this sets up is this enemy us against them. I had the pleasure of hearing Tom Friedman last night at the Bravanel Hall. And man, I'll tell you, he is concerned about what's going on in our in our country today. And I think we have to have a comeback of, of parties. And I'm not the enemy just because I don't think the way you do. And you're not the enemy because you don't think the way I do. Yeah, That's not healthy for democracy. Yeah, absolutely. Scott Howell, founder of and CEO of Howell Consulting, uh, knows his way around uh, both the legislative process and the political process. And uh, Scott, always appreciate your perspective on this. Thanks a million, Boyd. And I hope we can all get together. And Tom Friedman said it best last night. Respect for nature, respect for science, and respect for one another. Uh, Amen. All right. Very good, Scott. Thanks so much for joining us today. Perfect uh, perfect to wrap up to that uh, piece of the program. And, and uh, the interesting thing to me is you, you look at that, and Scott pointed out some really important things. One, he pointed out lessons that he hoped that the National Democrats had figured out uh, in terms of messaging, in terms of uh, really showing what matters to the people and to me, that's the real issue for both sides. And uh, Scott was was critical on some of those things that were too far to the left within the Democratic Party. Uh, talked about uh, the president and his team really recognizing uh, that they got a tug a little towards the center. That center left to center right is uh, very open and I think very persuadable.
at this point in time. And so if both parties go further and further out where both parties have litmus tests for whatever it is, party purity, uh, that's that's where we get all the division and contention. And having people who can vote on conscience, uh, I love the way Scott framed it in terms of the Constitution, his conscience, and his constituents. Uh, if you line those three things up, then you're, you're always going to be standing in a pretty good space. And so as we go through the day, of course, a lot of the focus will be on the Republicans today and the, the censure of two members of the House. And to me, the interesting thing is, where does it go next? It's kind of the therefore what component, uh, because as you look at 2022, it is going to be which of these parties can really make the case and create the vision that they are a big tent, that they do have enough flex in the policy, uh, that they're not having that kind of litmus test, the principles you can get down to and have a very different discussion on, uh, and then how they interact with one another because they, they need wins. Uh, so we know as the National Democrats uh, meet coming up on February 10th, again, they're going to be a, a lot focused on the message how they're communicating that vision and what the president has done in his first year in office. And the Republicans are going to have to get a message. I agree with Scott. They have not put forward a vision of what they are for. And I will grant you, you can win an election based on what you're against. But that does not mean that you are leading. You have to get to what you're for. Both parties need to do that better. All right, we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor, Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.